Round two. We're not making people listen to us sing. We're not. This is not I that thought kind that of podcast. SpongeBob would, would reel you in. Um, I also, Nikita was like, wait, 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 let me cough. And then we kept going. Oh. So the singing cover is <laughs> <that>. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but speaking of Nikita, hello, Nikita. Hi. Hello. We have a Shades. guest. <laughs> welcome to the Shane Experience Podcast. My name is Marissa. That's Elizabeth. He's oh, now sorry. Signing. And we're joined by our special guest and second super fan. So the last episode we recorded, we also had super fan Brenzeal on. All right, so, let's be honest. Nikita's a bigger super fan. Nikita yes. didn't know that we started recording again. Also true. <laughs> so if you want to put in an application to be our super fan and come on the podcast, drop us a line at shareexperiencepod at I can catch up. I can regain my status. <laughs> Or drop us a line at shadespiritspot on Instagram. Both of those go directly to my phone. If you want to annoy me as much as Elizabeth does on a daily basis, you know what to do. Yep. It's fun. But we are joined today by Nikita, who uh, I'm actually really sad that you didn't know we were recording because one of the first episodes we did was all about haunted places in Stockholm. And we mentioned you, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so obsessed with me. I know. It's, it's a good episode. So this is episode... 29? 29. 29. it is, uh, I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Somebody's a sip that goes on the sip counter. That does. Well, it's Alicia that texted me, so. Um, so, anyway, so it's my episode since it's, we did, uh, what was yours? Oh, planes. Haunted airplanes. We did Haunted Airplanes last week, so this week we're going to be talking about a serial killer who my grandfather actually knew one of the victims. Did your you really just say your favorite kind of killer? <laughs> Do you want to no, rank a, them? No, um, no, actually, I'd say my favorite is Lady Killer. Hey, that's what they called me <laughs> in high school, baby. Catholic school. <laughs> Catholic all girls school. Excuse me, Catholic all girls school. Talk to anybody who went to a Catholic all girls school, and there is a pretty unilateral experience that I know far more people who came out of the closet. Um, or flat out came out and said they were atheists after going to Catholic high school than people who came out and were like, I have a devote Catholic. Catholic. That, really, that really says a lot about Catholic school. <laughs> it, it says a lot about organized religion in general, because it's not just Catholic schools, but it, I mean, I went to a Catholic school, so that was my yeah. experience. Well, that's but. like me coming out of Lutheran confirmation and being like, I'm an atheist. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Yeah. She's our other. Anyway. Is she? Yeah, actually. We can't take the Lord's name in vain on this podcast. No, we can't. But she's, she understands why I'm an atheist. We just cannot say it. Take the Lord's name in vain. Because my grandmother, my grandmother is probably our biggest fan, actually. She's listened to all the episodes. I'm doing a magic trick right now. Please. It, we have a white carpet, and that is a glass of rosé. <laughs> this is not... I, I'm out of Tide Stick. Bryn used them all the last time she was here. <laughs> God, yeah, are you gonna spill as many things? No, that's actually, that's not even a joke that actually happened. I had like five Tide Sticks before Bryn came. I have no Tide Sticks now. There's one upstairs in my bathroom. Okay, that's literally Um, only Tide Sticks. Mine is dried up from lack of use, so if I. Oh, um, impressive. Impressive. Dried up from lack of use. Anyway. I just don't care. (laughs) Mark Newton Spots is the topic. He is our, our topic of conversation tonight. And so, if you want to know why there wasn't a photo on the Shared Spirits Wednesday, it's Wednesday. It's because Elizabeth didn't tell me this guy's name until no, right now. No, because I kept getting sidetracked by what we were talking We had two conversations going on, which never goes well. because That happens, like, in 99% of our... Which we're never We're having two goes, conversations I know, which right never now. goes well, because then we always forget the one or the other. But anyway, this is Mark Newton's spots. 
I'm just going to talk to Nikita. He has some very weird photos on on the online, and we'll post them, because now you know his name. I'm going to look him up right now. Go for it. <laughs> so, sources for this episode, um, The Morning Call wrote a bunch of different articles, specifically written by Bob Lalo. Bob Dylan. Uh, if only it was written by Bob Dylan. It spots it, with a Z. That's the I know. <laughs> it's, it's so swanky, because it's with a Z. Also, one of my coworkers told me this week that um, Bob Dylan is currently in an, under investigation for assaulting a... Shut the fuck up. Really? No. Sorry to your mom or your dad who find out on the podcast. I just remember that. I would have told you not on the air, but I literally just remember that Redacted told me that like yesterday. Darn it. I love that man. But also, he's about to spit, so that's fine. He did, actually. He did spit. You are 100% correct (laughs) in body language. Well, sorry to ruin the ending. The spinning's the ending, then it's not a great story. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) the (laughs) AMA. My grandmother listens to this. (laughs) It'll go over her head, though. So, the AP also had a great article. Um, And then also, there's an article written by uh, Pamela Sampson, who I think wrote it for the AP. Murderpedia, as always, Murderpedia. Pen Live uh, had an article by Jeremy Arias that was really great. The Progress had an article by Matthew Gurry. McConaughey? I found like. Um, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, I didn't include titles. My grandpa met him. Really? <laughs> Your grandfather met Matthew McConaughey? He doesn't like him. That's a separate <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like him. Don't Save worry about him. right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are sources. I didn't include titles because it gives things away. Okay, so Mark Spots um, is about 23 years old when this... Hey! Hey, no one likes you when you're 23. Yeah. Um, It's about 23 at the time of this story. Um, His brother, Dustin, is 25 years old. They both had a very, very troubled childhood. (laughs) Um, No, no, no. It's bad. So, I think it was only the two of them. I don't think they had any siblings. I think it was just the two of them kind of against the world. Oh, cute. They... Well, at least Mark um, tried the devil's lettuce at the age of seven years old. Oh. Whoa. It was given to him by his stepfather. Oh, stepdad, what are you doing? While they were watching Tom and Jerry. I mean, I I can't. (laughs) I can't. You see all the intricate layers and just like. At seven years old. In a pipe, no less. I don't know why I know that detail. Anyway. It's it's kind of a vegetable, so. It's (laughs) good. It looks like a vegetable. Honestly, by the sounds of it, that's probably, like, one of the only vegetables he ever got growing up. Okay. It's not good. Anyway, so... Is this going to be the type of bad that Redacted, who suggested Dr. Death to us... It's no, gonna it's be not like, that oh, bad. I'm not going to be able to... That wasn't even that bad. Next it time, wasn't. Next time we see Redacted, I'm going to have to tell him about the toy box killer, and then he won't sleep for a week. And <laughs> so eventually, um, Mark started dealing uh, drugs for his parents. Um, <laughs> even ended up doing them as well. What kind of drugs are we talking about? Are we talking about H2O? Oh, no, no. The drug of life? The God-given gift? No, we're talking about, like, marijuana. LSD, cocaine, crack cocaine, like, all of the drugs. I don't think he- I didn't see PCP on there. Like a duffel bag full of baby aspirin? Yes, but worse. Okay. Um, so a lot of hard drugs and even up smoking crack a lot. Um, there's a quote from him saying, there was never any money for food, electricity, and heat. There was always money for alcohol, weed, or cigarettes. They also moved around really frequently. Um, only ever- 
um, met his bio dad three times. His dad was a member of the Pagan Motorcycle Club. That actually sounds like a really I don't get an invite. (laughs) (laughs) I, wow, that... That doesn't describe... Except I'm pretty sure his dad was trash, because one of the times he met his dad, his dad was in prison. I mean, like... There he are only reasons met his in... father three times in his life. Yeah. He also claimed I'm just to have rooting for you. He claimed to have no memory of his mother, but that was later recounted because apparently she like left him alone in the house or something weird. Something weird happened with his mother. And he was like, "Fuck that bitch! I'm gonna testify that I don't remember her." Yeah. So he claimed that multiple members of his family physically abused him, um, which later would be evident because the. Um, his grandmother would testify that she would always see bruises on the boys. Quote, I saw marks on their bodies where they were whipped. She said they couldn't sit for three days. Holy. So, like, Ooh. not good. Um, he, but he idolized his older brother. Um, God, what's that like? For- <laughs> Hi, Danny. He doesn't listen. Oh. I think he's listened once. And then he said to me, you really have the voice for a podcast. I've, heard, I've, I've said, said that. that to us before, Nikita. <laughs> and, like, I overwhelmingly, our family and friends who have listened have said that this is a great thing. We're waiting for our book deal to go off. Like, it's going to be fantastic. Um, my dad, yeah, every time I talk to him, he's like, you guys are fucking hilarious. <laughs> get a ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> who writes their own book? Oh, my God. But a ghostwriter for the show. A ghostwriter. Hey. 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 Um, we can get a Ouija board to get a ghostwriter that way. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. Ah! Or a pendulum. I've always wanted to try a pendulum. Fuck no, those creep me out worse than Ouija boys. So bad. Like, physics pendulum? Yeah. You know what, you fucking nerd? Go sit <laughs> in the corner. Okay, we're on there's, different pages. There's not, <laughs> there's not really any quarters that are available in this 900 no. square foot apartment. Hey, we'd love this very strange apartment. Anyway! With its leaking wall. Yeah, so oh, he, idolized, he oh. idolized his big brother. Yeah, he idolized. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, just, I think because it was like, it was them against the world. They actually went to Milton Hershey School, um, which apparently was a great school and had great programs for kids that were really struggling. Um, but once Dustin, his brother, left. Okay, I think so. Because this must be around Hershey Park. Because Hershey Park is in Pennsylvania. It's uh, like two hours north of here. So I would think this is probably about that area, which is very bumblefucky. Redacted has suggested that we go, like, you and I, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Alicia, and everybody go up to Hershey Park. That'd be fun. It's a cool park. I haven't been there since high school. It's a cool park. I just want to eat chocolate, and I have a feeling that maybe I should uh, skip work tomorrow, and Nikita and I can go. Ooh. What? I can't come? <laughs> you can play with Kat. <laughs> Whose car are you going to take? Mine. <laughs> Um, be we'll my, walk. It'll be my job. We'll walk. <laughs> I'll go pick up my car from your parents' place where it's. I just. I'm it's convinced stuck. it's just gonna live there. Because we can't get parking. Fuck the city. Philadelphia is amazing. Parking in this city is awful. Awful. Anyway, so eventually Dustin decided to leave that school. Um, and when Dustin left, Mark left, even though he actually was doing pretty well there. Oh. Um, though it does come out later in court when court proceedings are happening that Mark. Um, covered his face and said his brother had sexually abused him. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just going to throw that out there. The covering the face from a psychological body language perspective confuses me. I mean, it could be shame. If it 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 had happened, it could be shame that he let it happen, or it could be that he didn't do it. It could be preventative. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to get all the interesting conversations going. 
Well, look, we'll talk about it because this case gets a little goofy. Um, so he went to a ton of different specialized schools, uh, foster homes. He spent some time with his maternal grandparents. He stayed with his grandparents more than a year when his parents lived in two different states. Basically just a really kind of fucked up childhood. Um, he had a ton of, he did long rap sheet past history of offenses included. I think he burgled like three different houses, um, other minor offenses. Um, what, what is the difference and dad, you can tell me this later. What is the difference between burglary and robbery? Is it a price difference? You know, I used to know. Or is it like... I can't remember. I want to say it has to do with violence level. Can you just say burgled again? I really enjoyed it. Burgled. Thank you. (laughs) Burgled the curdled milk. Burgled the curdled burglar. I don't fucking know. Burgle a gurgle goat. Burgle a gurgler. (laughs) Can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burger? (laughs) Can you burger? (laughs) <laughs> can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Say that five times fast. Right can, you can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Burgle a gurgler? Burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Can you burgle a gurgler? Fans, if you would like to know whether, let us know whether or not you can burgle a gurgler or burgle a burglar. I don't know if I want to gurgle a burglar. I don't think I want to gurgle a burglar. <laughs> Please let that us sounds know. sounds bad. <laughs> Please let us know at ShakespeareSpot at gmail.com. So basically, he's not a great character. He burgled a gurgler. He, honestly, he fucking might as well have. Also, the arson, I think, is a super interesting crime. Because um, it's part of the dark triad. Did it Did it lead... Uh, tell me about how his crimes were structured. Did he commit arson first, last, and middle? I don't know. I couldn't find a direct You couldn't thing. find, like, okay, no. a court This is not a super well-known case. Like, I couldn't find any podcasts that covered this case before. <gasps> so we're the first. Yes. For our... Tw- <laughs> God bless you, Scarlett. Bless you, Scarlett. Our, uh, our typical special guest, I guess, is feeling a little bit Our, our familiar offended. just sneezed. <laughs> And so the void cat just sneezed like well, three times. It's because I'm allergic to her, so she's also allergic to me. There's um. there's nobody in this house who isn't allergic to that cat. <laughs> no. And you know what? She doesn't care, and neither do we. Honestly, the only thing that's not allergic to the cat is probably the hamster, which is concerning. <laughs> do you remember one of the first nights we had both the cat and the hamster in this apartment? And we were just talking about why we don't let the cat into your bedroom. And you went and you picked up Scarlet from your open door and you walked her over to Henry's cage and you said, look! Look, don't eat that. Don't touch that. She don't do that. She would have never known that Henry was there if you hadn't showed her. Ah, she still doesn't give a shit. Anyway, so... Yeah, because she can have it. When we come... Yeah, that's actually true. Scarlet, sidebar, Scarlet has a very funny habit of if she can go somewhere, she doesn't want to go there. If she can't go there, she automatically wants to go there. So she loved being outside when she lived in Ohio. Because she wasn't supposed to be there. We have a patio that we've rigged off just we, our amazing, our amazing landlord, landlord. Who we love. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Are you just afraid he's going to find this? Yes, but I hope he does because I love him. Um, he's a great landlord. He and I get along so well. But he sectioned off our patio with chicken wire so that she wouldn't like fall through the slats of our third floor patio yeah and even put like grass like fake grass down so she'd be comfortable and she absolutely fucking doesn't want nothing to do with it she's been out there maybe twice and she will literally just walk around the perimeter if If there's multiple people out there and then leave she because where she's allowed out there but my room where she's not alone because i'm allergic and because i have a hamster she will try to get in there at any fucking chance she gets 
She's such a little bitch. Anyway. And I love her so much. I love her so much. I've considered getting another cat because of how much I love your stupid cat. I... <laughs> anyway, I know. I know, I know. So, not a great character. Anyway, he was on patrol. Not patrol. Parole. <laughs> parole. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. He was on parole January 1995. Um, which again is why I'm surprised this case doesn't have more press because it's not that old. It's a pretty recent case. But anyway. She's trying to scare us. So Mark and his girlfriend, Christina Noland, visited Dustin, who's Mark's brother. So Dustin's fiance, uh, they were at her house in Chesterfield County. Her name is Jean Neffer. Neffer? Neffer. You want to spell it? N-E-U-P-H-E-R. Neffer. 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 Like nephew? Neffer? Sure, I'll take your word for it. Or Nyoker. 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 Anyway, he was at Jean's house. <laughs> um, oh, also, Christina is 17 years old. Ooh. Oh. Yes. I think the I don't know what the age of consent was in 95. I think the age of consent in Pennsylvania is 16, though. In most states, it's like 16. I think it's 16, so I don't... Okay, so <laughs> during that brief intermission, not only did we get fresh drinks, but also we spoke to a fresh voice. My mother called me, which honestly, I didn't think she could get through to me on Do Not Disturb. I'm a little confused how she can. <laughs> Your mother could get through to you anywhere, Apparently, babe. because the only two, the only, there's only two people on my favorites list, and it's our security company, which I added, and my sister, which she added to my phone. I'm disappointed so. that I'm not on there, but it's whatever. No, because you annoy the fuck out of me. Of course not. Um, yeah, because I'm going to text you even when you're in Do Not Disturb enough that you're going to sense that somebody's texting your phone. And, exactly. Um, well, also, literally, we live together. There's literally no reason for you to be on We are, in fact, married. That is also true. You are my emergency contact. That is also true. I thought you were taking a photo of me right oh, now. Oh, no. I'm, I'm very self-obsessed. This is with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so Shades back then. Having said that. I, I think I know where we were. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, my mother cut us off. So, basically. So, age of consent. Age of consent. So Christina is 17 years old. I thought Christina, you were going to say Kristen. Oh, gosh, no. Christina um, and Mark are a couple, and they're visiting Mark's brother, Dustin, who is at their at his fiance's house, whose name is Jean. Everybody follow me so far. Yes. This is very Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. Into the thick of it. Pretty much. Into the thick um, of it. Yeah, because they're in Clearfield County, oh which I've never heard of, because Bumblefuck. Anyway. Um, so... At some point during the fun day of January 31st, um, Mark gets tired and he decides to take a nap. Me fucking too, Mark. All right. So, Dustin's boy, or no. Okay, I'm not actually sure if it's Dustin's child or Dustin's fiance's child. Ooh. So, some, a child. Wait, but is this the fiance, the, the fiance is not the... 17-year-old child. No, this okay. is Jean. So this is Dustin's so, fiance. Separate child from the girlfriend child. Yeah. From the actual 17-year-old <laughs> child? No, this is a literal child who's, like, below the age of consent. Okay. Small yes. child. Under so the age of child. 10? I'd bet, I'd bet under the age of 10. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. The way that you emphasized consent there makes me worried about this small child. <sighs> no. So this small <laughs> child thought it'd be funny to pull a prank on Mark. Okay. And so what he did... This is Dustin's brother who's dating the 17-year-old. Yes. Yes. Good oh, no, job. I'm following stories. I, I, know, I know things. I know words. Um, what but anyway, day is it? What, what day is it? Thursday? What day is it? Oh. 
I don't know. supposed to know that? I don't know the date. August 19th. I haven't interviewed it. Which means that yesterday was the first day that we moved into our rooms, and today was orientation. That's Stockholm. I flew on the 16th. But the, the 17th, 17th and the 18th were like the move-in days. Okay. And the 19th was orientation. We yeah, because we, had, we had a day of, we, we just slept. Do you yeah. remember? We like, were we like, pizza. we were going to go walk around, and then we just slept, and we walked down the street and got pizza. Yeah, good. we woke up at like 1 p.m. And we were like, this was a day. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, there's an ant on our floor. Anyway, um, what the small child decided to do to prank Mark was he dangled a gerbil in front of his head, face while he was asleep. Where did he get the gerbil? You know, I don't know. <laughs> also, as somebody who's a professional who works with rodents every day, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to hold them by their tails. I think that I read it, it was either he <clears throat> held a gerbil in front of him or held him by his tail. I, I would guess he would hold him by his tail because I don't know how else you would like dangle a gerbil in front of yeah. someone's face. But anyway, he tingles a gerbil in front of Mark's face, as one does. And, Not um, me, because I'm a professional. Oh, yes. A professional with rodents. So, Mark... I'm not. I'll dangle it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark exploded. He was so fucking angry at this kid for doing that. Did his eyes turn gray? His eyes turned red. Oh, God. He was so pissed at this kid for doing that. He started yelling at him, and he kept saying, if you don't get that thing away from me, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face, like, going after this kid. So Dustin intervenes, because he's like, hey, not okay. don't do that, and everything just escalated. And so it got more violent and violent, and I think they started fighting. Um, and then Dustin decides to take two kitchen knives and stab Mark. So then Mark retaliates by going and getting his gun and shoots Dustin twice in the chest and kills him. Wait, where Jesus Christ! <laughs> because of a gerbil. Where did he stab him? Like, where is he actively? I don't know. From? I think I just think he apparently just like with two kitchen knives, he stabbed him. Apparently, they weren't bad wounds; they were very superficial. But he stabbed Ugh. him twice, and then Mark decided, "I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the chest twice." So he okay, killed. Okay, that's a lot. Now our fight last week doesn't seem that bad. Now does it? <laughs> no. So Christina and Mark flee the scene. Um. But wait. There's more? There is. Because as you rem- remember, it's I mentioned haunted. this is a serial killer case. Does he kill his child bride? Were you trying to burp and I nothing happened? I was trying happened? to burp and nothing came that out. That was sad. No, so. Says my life, We will talk more about this serial killer after. <coughs> Gross. <Damn>. <laughs> after <laughs> the break. And we're back. Do you want to meet the cutest puppy in the whole world today? Okay. So we now turn to June Olinger, who is a 52-year-old lady. Oh, June. She is a devoted mother and was excitedly planning a baby shower for her first grandchild. Oh, no. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that you're using past tense. So she is from Schuylkill County. Google. Not, not Skylar Kill, not however the fuck Nikita said it earlier. Shulkill. Dad, Kill. Dad, next time you call me, can you tell me how you pronounce that word again? Because it was very, very funny. Skookle. I call Kill. it, it's Skookle, like Snoogle, the pastry from my home. Yeah, exactly. Or Shulkill. Or Shulkill. It's Skookle. So <laughs> she's from Skookle County. <laughs> so she was the last person you ever expected to get mixed up in anything. Um, I don't know, she I worked. Expect it. Well, now she, I expect it. Well, I, well, now you expect it. 
So she worked as a cashier at a local mini mart and had been on her way to her job when she never made it to work. So on February 1st, 1955. Because she won the lottery and she went on a vacation. And spoiled her grandchild, Rodden. No. A woman was walking across a bridge in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania, when she happened to look down and realized there was a woman lying down at the bottom. Police arrived. They found June shot in the head, um, dead. Her purse and keys were missing, and there was no car to be seen. Excuse me while I finish my beer. (laughs) Okay, no, 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 no. You're going to burp so loudly in the middle of my speech. Oh, I'm going to make you laugh while you're drinking. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um... So the police believe this was a carjacking or a robbery and they weren't really sure what to make of it because these cases are really hard to solve because it's totally just random. Like there was no rhyme or reason for this to happen. Which is why most random murders go unsolved. Is it? Biggie girl. <laughs> um, but a car wash worker realized something was off when he discovered purse, clothing, and other personnels that belonged to June in a trash can. And so you know what he did? He did nothing! He checked the cameras! <laughs> Thank you, Surveillance. You timed that exactly very well. (laughs) Um, So on Surveillance, it can be seen that there is a couple tossing things out of the car. Um, A couple? A couple. But they still had no idea who this couple was. Can I assume that one of them was 17? (laughs) Until. And the other was dating a 17-year-old, which speaks worse. He was 23. So one was a murderer. I'm sorry. Child I cannot. I cannot even look at somebody under the age of 21 and Sorry, I, I, I know I'm going to get so much shit about this from my family because they're going to be like, oh, when you were 21, you thought you were an adult. And, like, a couple of years, you're going to look at you being 23. Dude, and... ever since I've met you, you thought you were an adult. And you were 18 years old. Back I was 19 when we excuse met. Excuse me. Back the fuck up. You were 19 years old and you thought you were an adult. So back the fuck um, up. But I can't, I'd like, I've tried on, like, Tinder or Hinge, like, talking no, to anybody under the age of, like, 21. I just can't Mm-mm. do it. Mm-mm. And, like... I don't date younger. I know. Well, you have a thing for much, much older men. That's true. But my girlfriend's much, a year older than me. Yeah. This is... I... I feel like my my upper limit that I've dated previously has been slightly younger than me. And the upper limit was 26. I would go to 27. I don't think I could date a 28-year-old. No, that's too much. Uh, that's too much. But I, I can't date anybody under the age of 21. No. I was talking to somebody months ago and was like, oh, well, why don't you, like, take me to your favorite bar when I'm in town? They were like, I can't drink. <laughs> and I was like... Child. Not that going to a bar is all that, but also I was like, oh. We're just in different life we're planes. We're in different life levels right now. Yeah. So, anyway. Back, <laughs> to a, back to a murderous couple. Anyway. The murderer and his child bride. The murderer and his child bride. Um, so 70 dun, miles dun, away. Dun, dun. They're not married yet. I just, I want the best for them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the best for them? They literally just killed somebody. Multiple somebodies. Well, the multiple somebody I is... I he's like the bad boy, but the <laughs> So Penny Gunnett, who is 41 years old, um, she was found 70 miles away from June. Interesting. So Penny was found underneath her car shot and she had been run over by her car her own car was she dead before she was run over i think so i think she was shot and then run over but was the shooting wound fatal i think so 
I think it was. I'm not sure why they ran her over, but she was run over. Okay. Um, she was a manager at a tax firm. Again, never will be mixed up in anything. She was a wife, mother. She was a very small town girl. Um, and as they investigated, they noticed some similarities between Penny and June. Was she a small town girl living in a lonely world? No, she was married. Who took the midnight train going anywhere? No, she was driving to work. Was, was there she also a city boy? <laughs> was, she, was she married to a city boy who was born and raised in South Detroit? I don't think Did so. Did he also take the midnight, the midnight train? train? <laughs> <laughs> Were there street lights? People? <laughs> Were there people? Up down the boulevard? <laughs> Living just to find emotion. Oh my god. <laughs> Hiding somewhere in the night, perhaps? You can tell how disturbed these two are by the fact that she was planning her grandchild's, like, baby shower by the I fact of the how off-topic it is. Oh, it was, but I think we're still hurting from that. <laughs> it's taking everything in me not to just do the, like, uh, part of okay, no. the song. So as they investigated, they noticed that Penny also had no purse. It was the same bullets used in June's killing, and she was also on her way to work, so it was the early morning hours. Do you know what kind of gun slash bullet? <laughs> no. Okay. I think I want to say it was a nine millimeter, but I'm not sure. Nine millimeter would be most common. That's what uh, I would. I, that's I, what I think I remember the yeah. the gun that I quote unquote have. That's not really mine, but it's kind of mine. Um, mm. uh, my parents' place is a nine mil. Yeah. So I'm, I I grew up in a hunting family, well, there, so I didn't hunt. But like, there's guns, and then there's paintball guns, and then there's Nerf guns. I'm so proud of you, Nikita. <laughs> you're, so, you're so pretty. She's also a glass of wine behind us. Oh, I know. No, she. this is my second. I know. Yeah. We're on. Three. Oh. I also, that's one. probably, like, one and a half at most, because we split that You're last. fine. Don't try to keep I'll up. I'll just chug. Don't keep no, up. No. <laughs> I mean, like, the floors in this house are not heated, so. So, and anyway. I work at 8 a.m. <laughs> eventually, June's car yeah, was recovered. Eventually. How eventually are we talking? Like, the next day. Or the same day. Okay. I think it's the same day Penny was found. June's okay, car okay. was recovered, and it was dusted for prints, and there were three sets of prints. Want to guess whose they belonged to? June's? Yes. Matt's? Mark's? Mark's. Sorry. And the um, child bride. And the child bride. And the child bride. <laughs> A.K.A. Christina. I thought Christina. that was your middle finger. This is. Um, you guessed it correct. Yay! What do we win? Um, you get to, you win the rest of the story. Um, so they also found out that Mark Spots was wanted for murder of his brother because his brother's fiance saw the whole fucking thing. He was wanted for murder of his brother because he murdered his brother. Because he murdered his brother and his brother's fiance saw the whole fucking thing and told police. Ah, uh, yes. Tell the police. Yes. So at this point, um, it all kind of started to like make sense of like, oh, these people are on the run. Uh, They're carjacking, need money. They're just like trying to get away. So it's around this time when Christina and Mark split up. And they're outside of Harrisburg. I believe they're south of Harrisburg at this point. Which, again, is in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere. Um, Christina was th- thinking Shut about taking a bus bell. to Altoona, um, which is where she was from. Which is actually where my mother grew up. Uh, but she actually ended up going straight to police once they split up. Is this, is this where we get to the point where your mother's father knew this person? Not yet. He did, no, he didn't know Christina. No, no, but this person, as in the person oh, yeah. your mother's father Eventually. knew. The next one that's going to die? She, so... Christina ended up contacting police, um, and she said that they had fled the scene of Dustin's murder to Schuylkill County, where he had relatives, um, and then they had killed June for her car and her money, and then they realized that they probably needed to switch cars because people were going to be looking for that car, and that's when they killed Penny, um, but I guess something went wrong or something because they didn't end up taking Penny's car because 
Penny was found under her car. So Penny is the third victim, correct? Yes, the third victim. Great. The second, like, woman who's killed. Um, but, so in the meantime, while all of this is being spilt to the police, um, it's February 2nd, 1995. Sister Betty Amstutz left her hairdressers. And the next time was seen by a bank teller um, who saw Sister Betty. She withdrew $1,139.95. How did she withdraw 95 cents? Like, why would she be like, ah, yes, and 95 cents? Just round it up to the next dollar, dude. I kind of think it's so that... I'm not... I don't know. I'm wondering if it was either all that was left in her bank account or so it wouldn't look suspicious. I don't know. That, to me, looks more suspicious. I thought it was weird, but that's what it said. I know. Can you really take out money in, like, multiples of 20 or something? You can now. Um, this was 95. I don't know. That's, that is how much she took out. This was before we were born. You know, when they didn't have the credit cards or the debit cards. They, they or... had credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just paid with She the, pays with things and credit cards later. She paid with the credit of your If you give me a, a your, minute. I worked at a credit card and company harvest. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a joke, folks. It's clearly landing this is so a, well. This is a comedy podcast, damn it. I'm tired of carrying the comedy. <laughs> oh, yes. You carrying the comedy and all of your puns and dad jokes. You know, there are people who like that what your father redacted exactly anyway <laughs> so teller thought it was odd that sister betty didn't come in and say hi because she was a very friendly face and they knew her in the community and so she thought it was odd that she didn't come in she just did it from like the, the drive-thru did they have cars back then she also thought it was weird that there was oh, another person carriages Sorry, just you two are fucking insufferable. This is now, now you know a little bit of what last week was with you and Brynn doing like just being you and bantering, and I'm like, I'm just trying to tell a story, guys. That was a comedy. This is also comedy. Usually, comedy is funny. Thanks, Nikita. Um, there's also another person in her life, (laughs) true. Um, <laughs> Who was in the car? A comedic tragedy. Sorry? <laughs> what? Answer your question. A comedic tragedy was in the car? No, not a, not a comedic. A tragedy was in her car with her. Um, so, Betty was a, um, a Harrisburg res- resident and a Lutheran um, deaconess and was a regular customer of Camp Hill Bank, a branch of the Dauphin Deposit Bank. So, again, People knew her. People were surprised she didn't come in. Yeah. So after that, a cashier at Dunham Sporting Goods Store in Hamden Township saw Betty, Sister Betty, with a man that kept standing very close to her and followed oh, her around the store Betty. very closely. Sister Betty. Don't make this sexy. My grandfather knew this woman, you weirdo. This is the one your grandfather yes! knew. Yes! Well, she's I... gonna die now. I respect <laughs> I wonder what else was gonna happen. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she dies. Um, is this a murder podcast? This <laughs> is a murder podcast. Anyway, so she bought, um, well, they got an Orlando magic jacket sneakers endorsed by Shaquille O'Neal and a pair of black Levi's. Drip! I don't know Drip. why. I don't know why any of that is relevant. It was in the article I copied and pasted. She's got that gorgeous drip going on. Well, so Sister Betty paid for it. Um, I think it ended up being like $262 or something. Which was a lot. Which is a lot of money for three items of clothing. Um, even today, I'd say. And and she paid, and it was all stuff for him. Um, at 6.04, Betty, Sister Betty checked into Knight's Inn on Route 11 in Middlesex Township. 
About half an hour later, a mother and daughter saw a man standing by car lights near a wooded area. And then it was on February 3rd at 8 a.m. You're dancing, but this part's really fucking sad. <laughs> I will frown while I dance. A maintenance crew cutting trees found a frozen body of Sister Betty. Face down in the grass, and she had been shot nine times in the back. Her hands were still clutching the grass as she'd been, like, alive when she was lying on the ground. And you stopped dancing. Um, Sister Betty was an amazing woman, so my grandpa actually recommended we do this case. Uh, He texted me a while ago saying, Look up someone I knew and worked with for many years, Sister Betty Amstos, um, and her terrible murder by a couple on a murder spree in Pennsylvania. The people who killed her were the very, very tight people she committed her life working with for. Um, He also said that Betty worked for years for Tressler Lutheran Services, that was founded in the 1860s. Lutheran Agency in Central Pennsylvania founded to help children orphaned by the Civil War. Um, my grandpa actually helped merge that organization with a different organization to form Diacon in 2000. Betty was a very loving, gentle saint who would help anyone who needed her. That's what sports and female companion took advantage of one winter night. I think he said 1985 is 1995. Um, but yeah, so that's what my grandpa remembers about her. Um, she also spent 35 years in service for the Lutheran Church and was one of only 100 deaconesses in the U.S. at the time. How many deaconesses are there in the United States in the Lutheran Church now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's something that your grandfather would have well, mentioned to you. Oh, no, that, that was all a quote. Now I'm reading from oh, article. Oh, no, I saw... Uh, I'm looking the, it up. All right, you look it up. She was also, I like the facts. She was also a substitute pastor at the church, just like, a, she was just a really nice, kind lady who literally, she probably, if he had asked, she probably would have given it, given the car and her money to him. But and instead, she, yeah. she, like, held him up. Or he held her up. And that's how it went down. Oh, um, there are 160 active deaconesses and home missioners in the U.S. and about 400 in the Philippines. Nice. Oh, wait, this is Methodist. Um, that makes more sense. Lutheran. <laughs> um, so when they, when they found out that this was Sister Betty, they went to her house and found the door ajar and groceries half put away. So clearly she was taken in, like, the middle of, like, putting her fucking groceries no. away. This is a 71-year-old lady who is This is, is like, just the most intimate part of my week. I know. Like, this is, like, such a mundane, I'm putting your, my fucking groceries away, and she gets taken. I wonder what she was holding when she got taken. If I had to be taken while putting away one, one item, what would it food? be? Something heavy, like a maybe like a wine bottle to like smack someone in the head with. Oh, you were. I was thinking like what capsulates who I am. Oh, I was and thinking I was like what do I want to be seen with? And I was like, oh, a container of spinach. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> that reflects the vegetarian. No, I was thinking like what could I what could I hit someone really hard? Yeah, in the head we all with? had three. Very <laughs> I was like, what's the thing that, like, if they, if they show up and they take me and I'm putting away chicken, like, a chicken, chicken carcass that I'm going to make stock with, or... That would make sense for you. Or, like, some pasta, or something like that. Like, that, that'll be, like, on my obituary, and while she was putting away her whole grain linguine, 
whole butter. Or just butter. For you, it would most undoubtedly be peanut butter. It would just, all she was putting away her jar of a, or a pound her of peanut butter. A gallon of peanut butter. Oh, don't scare the cats. Oh, I'm sorry, Scarlett. I don't, don't drink my wine. For you, it would be rice cakes. Yeah, while she was putting away her rice cakes and peanut butter and jelly. Or just like a container of salt. Or, yeah, salt would <laughs> while be While she was putting away a container of salt, she was abducted. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but they actually, they ended up... Or digestive crackers. Or digestive crackers from Sweden. Thank you, Frida. (laughs) Um, so, but they did end up tracking her credit card, which did lead them to Mark Spots. So he apprehended in Harrisburg, um, motel, which partially came from the tip of Christina and also from tracking the credit card because he was found in the motel that Betty checked him into. Um, and there's a quote from the police captain that said, we rushed to make sure we didn't have any additional victims. So he, he committed four murders in four days. This pretty much lasted from that January 31st to February 3rd. That's pretty close to qualifying him as a spree killer, is it not? Okay, so the FBI doesn't have a formal definition for spree killer. So technically speaking, he would fall as a serial killer because it's two or more victims makes you a Over serial killer. Over the course of like... No, it's just two or more victims because okay. then if you, just, if you define try to define break periods or over the course of, it gets very hairy as to far... Like, it's, it's very easy to say like, oh, this person is X... Yeah. When you see it, but you can't put a definition on it. So, like, this part, like, I would, I would say Mark is a spree killer, but like he's also a serial killer. I, I, I would say he's a spree killer, but then Ted Bundy was a serial killer, but he also had a spree killer phase. So it kind of gets hairy as far as definitions, as far as what are you, what do you call, what's a break period? Like, he, it was twenty four hours. So is that enough of a break to call it a break? Continue with the podcast, my love. This is something I think about at night. <laughs> I think it it's so interesting. Night. It does. I think it's so interesting. Not a serial killer entering our apartment and murdering one no, of us. No, it's how do you define... How, do you, how do we define the dude? How do you correctly define either a serial killer or a spree killer? If right somebody now we comes in and kills both of us tonight. Well, I think yeah, because you're here. So know. we all die in this apartment together. So is that a spree killer or a serial killer? Well, why did I come to visit? Folks, <laughs> let us know in the comments on this podcast if we do get comments on the podcast. But if not, just drop us a line at sharespeakspod at gmail.com. So Mark Spots was tried for first-degree murder in three counties um, in voluntary manslaughter for the death of his brother. Um, Involuntary manslaughter? Oh, excuse me. Voluntary manslaughter. Oh, okay. Vol- and voluntary manslaughter for the death of got his brother. It, he it. also was charged with robbery and kidnapping. Um, Christina got off on a plea deal for testifying against Spots. She got 12 to 20 years in prison for June's death and 6 to 30 years in prison for Penny's death. Interesting. When asked why she did it, she claimed she was afraid of him. I mean, like, I can't question Uh, that. She was 17. Um, Can't we be 17? No, no. But also, I, like... Is that so He he was... She had no criminal record... And he had such a long criminal record if that, like, girl, I know you're young, but, like, go, raise your standards. I could be. Oh, <laughs> the number of times I've heard those words come Ra- out of your mouth. Raise your standards. I could be good okay, with thank you. you. No. It's a musical about two 17-year-olds who go and murder a shit ton of people. Anyway. Have you ever seen Heather's? Uh, not the musical version. That's, that's where the quote that I sometimes say, like, when I stub my toe where I'm like, fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Ah, uh, yes. That's where that comes from. Gotcha. Um, so in spring 1996, Sports acted as his own attorney 
and which always ah uh, always I love. love when they act as their own attorney. I just ah <laughs> uh, Ted Bundy did the same thing. It cracks me the fuck up because it's such it's they're so clearly narcissists when they do that. Have you seen the Zac Efron movie about Ted Bundy? Yeah, it was fine. I have. I haven't seen it. I kind of really want to. It was fine. It's fine. I have notes. I just like Zac It wasn't 100 percent accurate, so I have notes. I just like Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nikita's observing the wine glass. So oh, look how perfectly it lines up. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> uh, Mark tried to pin the whole thing on Christina, trying to say that she was this crazy criminal mastermind, that after he killed her, his brother, he was like, she was the one that was going to get us away, and she was the one that like tried to kill all these women and all this bullshit, yada yada. She and I just had to there. go through and finish the job, because she just wasn't strong enough, but I'm four She four. She was not even around for, the, for Betty's death, so like, fuck him. Anyway... But he was also incredibly charismatic, um, because again, he narcissist. was a narcissist and exactly. a psychopath. I don't know if he was a psychopath. I go back and forth on it. He's a sociopath. Sociopath. Yeah. Sociopath. Um, but he was very charismatic. His legal consultant actually thought he did a pretty good job. But guess what? It didn't work. Shocking. Um, it's almost like that happens when you kill four people. A lawyer actually said, "Did Mark Sports have a tribal childhood?" I don't know that the Commonwealth would dispute that, but the Commonwealth believes that when Dustin Spots was killed in Clearfield County and when June Olinger and Penny Guns were murdered, Mike Spots became a man and put away child bitch things. Which, like, I do feel like kind of encapsulates, like, yes, he had, he had a very traumatic childhood. You can't let that... But at some point, you, you planned this and executed it. Yeah. It wasn't like you just killed your brother and then were like okay, I'm going to go turn myself in, and, like, this was just bad. You continued. Um, there was a psychologist that did evaluate him. Um, he also was, like, the kid's bro- prone, to, prone to violence. He doesn't really know, understand any other ways of coping. This is just kind of is what it is. Um, and the psychologist said he was a damaged child. Now he's a damaged adult. However, that psychologist did think that he had the wherewithal to not do what he did. Yeah, he was a damaged child because of what happened to him in his childhood. Because he was a damaged adult because of the crimes that he committed and the atrocities towards humanity that yeah. he did. So Morbid Podcast has a great saying that's like, feel bad for the child, but don't feel bad for the adult. Like, at some point, you're responsible for your own actions. So he does say that, like, society failed him. Because actually, there was a time when he was at uh, Clearfield County Children and Youth Agency. And Spot's parents were asked to have him returned. And the agency returned him with, I don't think, much follow through on, like, what the situation was. Um, but yeah, but they, like, the psychologist did say, like, to the jury, like, please consider his troubled past when you're making your, like, sentencing decision, because, like, there are some mitigating factors here. Did he get him off death row? He was sentenced to death for all three of the women's deaths. Okay. Yep. A murder, well, it's it's the murder in the act of a felony, um, which automatically registers you for death. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that the psychologist making that plea, the only thing that I could see potentially even happening was getting him off of death row and, like, being put away for life. I mean, I think he, he killed, he nearly killed the perfect victim. So there's, like, the, the quote-unquote perfect victim profile of, like, a young, a young woman in the, uh, a young innocent woman who's white, who's in the act of doing something kind. Like, that's the ideal victim. And he nearly killed three ideal victims. Yeah. Like, three women who never did anything bad, who were really great. One of them was a fucking sister. Like, just really, really great people, and that's who he killed. I don't think he's ever. And they were random. And completely random. They, two of them were on their way to the work. One of them was on the way home from the grocery store. Like, completely random victims. So I think that kind of did him in. Um, 
so he was he's on death row is he still currently on death row well so this is interesting so the tribune democrat in brief um wrote on September 15th, 2008, spots being held at SCI Greatford in Montgomery County contends his defense counsel was ineffective. He fatally shot his brother at their Clairfield County home in January 31st, 1995, and then fled. Spots killed three women in Schuylkill, York, and Cumberland counties in successive days before surrendering to police in Carlisle Motel Room. In connection with this case, Lilly resident Christina Nolan pleaded guilty in 2001 to third-degree murder, kidnapping, car theft. She apologized and went before admitting she aided Spots on his murder spree. Man sentenced for still... That's not what's supposed to be... <laughs> Sorry, my ne- I copied and pasted that. My next bullet point is man sentenced for selling tiger skin. <laughs> That's not related to this. So he said his counsel was ineffective, but he chose to be his own counsel. Yes. I think he had a legal consultant. Like he had someone that was on the bench with him. him. Yes, which is a very, very common, like ineffective use of counsel is a super like easy way to get an appeal because you basically just like you find one thing the guy did wrong and you can get an appeal out of it, especially for like a death penalty case. So in 2012, there was another stay of execution because legal he was still planning on taking more legal actions. So the court decided to let him have more time. Uh, previous governors had assigned death warrants for him, but they, the court continued to stay the execution. Um, in 2013, Christina was released, which I have mixed feelings about. Um, in 2015, Governor Tom Wolf enacted a three-year moratorium on the death penalty um, because he wanted there to be a like a complete study done on capital punishment before reenacting him. Yeah. Which makes sense, because it's not, it's not used properly. Uh, in 2018, Mark and four other inmates actually ended up suing prison officials over, quote, cruel, cruelly and baselessly hold death sentence prisoners in permanent, degrading, and inhumane solitary confinement. Which is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast, of, like, solitary confinement yes, is, it is cruel, cruel and, and unusual. unusual punishment. I am of the mind that capital punishment is also cruel and unusual punishment, um, and I'm very anti-death penalty. I'm, I think you and I have spoken I'm pa- about I'm fairly anti-death penalty. I think in certain cases it makes sense. Currently, the way you're using it right now is completely 100% incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I could be swayed to your point of view, but I, I'm just... I, it's I'm not like so I wouldn't... I wouldn't use it on him. Like, I think that he... I think this was a spree killing. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I don't. But I don't. I don't think he's gonna go out and do this again. I wouldn't like trust him in society. I'm, but I I'm totally fine with life without parole or things like yeah, that. But, but like, I will not sentence. I will never like, be a part of a jury that sentences somebody to count Ted, on Ted, like of their Ted own Bundy. Death. He's not coming I back. I think. I think Ted Bundy could have lived out the rest of his life in solitary confinement, and I would have been perfectly fine. But with I. That. But I, we don't believe in solitary confinement because that's also inhumane. I find it less inhumane than the death penalty. Um, I don't know about that actually. That it, that's just a very personal. Like, I'd rather I think from, like, like religious and. Like, I'd rather be put to moral. death than be in solitary confinement. Yeah, I kind of see it as like when you shoot an injured horse to take it out of its misery. Like, yeah. The. But I don't want to make being in like, uh, solitary confinement. I I also personally would rather to be sentenced to death than be in solitary confinement, and that's totally fine for me or you or Elizabeth. I am not comfortable if I was ever on a jury. I feel very comfortable saying this on podcasts and you know I spoke. No, but what? what I am not comfortable making that decision for another human being. But what if there is a killer that's looking to be put on death row? Because that's happened. There have been people who have like looked to get in death row and be sentenced to death and get the death penalty. Then that I think is like it's the same thing as like assisted suicide. Of like I'm like if this is your decision and this is what you're doing, I respect that. There's no judgment in my heart for that. 
but I I will never make the decision to end another human being's life. I just don't think that that's hmm. in in my being. I I'm I'm it's just not something that I could see myself doing. And a lot of the time, a lot of my political views from okay, if I can't see myself doing this, then why on earth am I supporting? A system or a person or somebody who does because I think there's a lot of like that's why there's multiple people in the world like I could never be a surgeon because I couldn't cut someone open but clearly we need surgeons oh yeah for sure I just I don't think we need capital punishment I think it's I, I mean I go back and forth on it like I think for certain cases maybe but mostly at the end of the day like I think it's more important to study people like that and I think it's more important to like gather knowledge and like putting them to death kind of inhibits that yeah um which and maybe that's selfish because that's what I want to study, but also I feel like that's a better use of our time of studying than like the appeals process is way overdone. Oh yeah, there's it's, it's there's like so many care. there's so many flaws. I don't know if I'd equate the two. <laughs> there's oh, so many flaws uh, in the de- in like the death penalty system currently. Yes, there's a lot of flaws in foster care too, but like I think they're different. Isn't it also more expensive for the U.S. government to put someone on death penalty than to yep. keep them in? Yep. Uh, prisoner yep. the rest of their life. Hundred percent. The appeals yeah. process is really expensive, and also everyone who's on death row is placed in solitary confinement, which means you need one on you need twenty four hour supervision by one on one guard, which is incredibly expensive. So it's not economically sound. I don't think it's nine times out of ten it's not moral. It's just it doesn't make sense as a practice. It's very it's an emotional decision that doesn't really make sense. Finish the rest of your story, man. Yes. Yeah, so actually. Um, speaking of inhumane and immoral, um, so solitary confinement, which is why Mark and four of the other inmates actually sued the prison officials over this. Um, they were like 22 to 24 hours a day alone without any other human contact, which like is bad. Yeah. So a lot of them reported prolonged isolation ranging from hopelessness to hallucinations. Um, in 2017, um, Mark actually attempted suicide because of this, um, so in 2019, according to the Abolitionist Law Center, um, a deal was reached where they would not be placed in solitary confinement. They would get, instead of 10 hours of, like, human time, they'd get 42 and a half hours of human time a week. Okay. So better. And I think there was a couple other, there were a couple that's other about, changes, but that was than, better. That's like seven hours a day? Yeah. Seven and seven bad. and 49, six hours a day? Yeah. Well, six. That's not bad. Six hours and um, five minutes, minutes <laughs> I think. Six but hours and four minutes. The, there's, there's still studies done that, like, even, like, a couple hours of solitary of, of solitary is really bad for anybody. I think it's six hours, four minutes, and something like 12 seconds. Six hours. Six <laughs> hours. Um, but, yeah, so that's the story of Mark killing um, his poor brother, Dustin, uh, June, I have Penny, to say, and Sister Penny. When so you he's still alive today. He's still alive I couldn't find anything about where Christina or Christine is. Um, I just know she's she was released in 2013. I have to say, when you started the story, I thought that Dustin was going to be the bad brother and not Matt. Yeah. Well, okay, Mark. so that's what I wanted to revisit. Is So Mark did say on the stand later that Dustin sexually abused him, but I think that he was trying to get a mitigating factor. I'm not... I don't know if I believe that Dustin actually harmed him. We'll never know. Wait, what other, ever happened to the gerbil? I don't know. I wondered about that. <laughs> Probably went on gurgling, gerbling. Gurgling, gerbling? Burgling, gerbling, gerbling. No. That doesn't work. Um, but yeah, yeah. Great, great case, babe. Thank um, you. How was it watching Shared Spirits done live? 
so much more exciting than <laughs> by myself. Well, we're happy to have you here. We are doing our next week's episode. Can we yes. tell her? Yeah, in honor and of you in being honor here. In honor of you being here, and in honor of the joke that Rob Gay has revolving around you, um, <laughs> we are doing a crossover episode, which is our one of our thirtieth episode, which is a special yeah. edition episode, and it's going to be on spies. Ooh. We're going to do spy stories in honor because of our favorite spy our being favorite here, Nikita. <laughs> and if you never hear that episode. It's because Nikita killed us. Yeah, it was nice to so, meet you all. It was nice meeting you all. Well, when you said me, I thought you were going to kill me, and then it was going to be about my ghost, but... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm in honor. Tie, this is fine, too. It's going to be such a violent crime that I'm going to tie you to this apartment in Philadelphia for the rest of eternity, and the next tenants who move in here, instead of that wall leaking or my ceiling leaking or... Things leaking. I'm gonna make you butter. rise from the floor like peanut butter in between the. I know. Floor. I was like, just peanut butter will sometimes ooze from the walls. I mean, my roommate's gonna be upset about that. I have to pay my half of the rent. <laughs> That's true. I can't kill you while you're still renting. I would never condemn somebody to such a fate. Nah, that would really suck. <laughs> so speaking as two people who share rent. Yeah, it's speaking as two people who share rent. So, well, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week on Short Spirits. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Shared Spirits podcast, created and co-hosted by Elizabeth Gay and Marissa Pettacord. Follow us on Instagram at Shared Spirits Pod, on Twitter at Shared Spirit Pod, or email us at sharedspiritspod at gmail.com. Music by Bobby Gay and creative design consultants by Bryn Zeal and Catherine Gay. Our podcast is recorded on Anchor. Anchor.